Welcome back to Player One on Sin. I am James, and I'm currently currently alone in the studio. We'll get a few, we'll get another person here later in today. But hello, everyone. Welcome back to Player One on Sin. Unfortunately, we weren't around last week, so this is technically while it might be week two, it is week one, episode one of our season for season two. So hello. Everyone, um, whether you may be listening to us on the radios at 90.7 FM DAB or on sin.org.au or on our Twitch or Sin's Twitch at twitch.tv slash sin underscore FM, um, you can watch, listen to any of those platforms live, whatever may tickle your fancy, whether you're driving in the car right now, maybe you're at home and maybe some and Twitch is the easier place for you to listen to. Um, there are so many platforms for you to listen to us live and also in the future listening you will be listening to the future if you're listening on the podcast platform so it's being Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Omni um, you'll find previous episodes as well as some bonus content you can also find over there we've got social media platforms yeah I'm just rambling this off excuse me I'm sorry we've got Player One Sin Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and TikTok um, also, if you want to listen to any of the songs that do come out during today's show, you can check that out on our YouTube. There, just go into the playlist section, and you'll find the playlist from today's show. How cool is that? But today we've got a we've got a bunch of stuff coming out throughout the show. If you've seen those social media platforms, you would have had an idea of what we're coming up with. So we've got our new and news classic, as always. We've got the playlist coming up. As well, we've got a few other things. We've got uh, Let's Review, I'm Not Crying, You Are, The End of AAA Games, and Going Back to the Future. There's a lot coming up throughout today's show, and, you know, we're a video game show, so sometimes we do we do play a bunch of music here, so we're going to start off by going to f- Fire... Again, by Ash Nico and Valorant, and that's from the Valorant original soundtrack. Guys, we say this again, and I'll tell you every time. You're listening to Play One on Sin. And the song that you just heard was Merry Go Round, and that was by the Blizzum. You're listening to Player One on Sin. And it's time for the new and news. Pretty much, it's what it sounds like. There's been a bunch of news. And there's a bunch of new releases that's coming up over the next week. Because if there are no news and new releases within a week of video games, then um, gaming is dead. Uh, I hate to break it to you. So, we'll just go straight into some of the news that has come out over the last week. So, Star Wars Jedi... Survivor releases to mixed praise, with most of the criticism coming from performance issues, including frequent game crashes on some platforms. However, despite this, the game is more popular than its predecessor, Fallen Order. The Microsoft and Activision merger might now be over. 
in not a good way. The CMA in the UK is pushing towards having a 10-year ban on this acquisition. Spoiler warning, Tears of the Kingdom has been leaked in its entirety. Beware for any spoilers on social media. One DLC purchase with multiple DLCs. Fortnite has announced that all Fortnite crew subscribers will now be able to get the Rocket Pass Premium in Rocket League. And I don't remember the last time we saw a single purchase inside one game that gives you bonus features in another game made by a different developer. Like, they're both technically the same publisher because Epic Games now owns Rocket League, but it's definitely interesting to see that that has changed and, you know, I didn't expect it. Not at all. And then throughout the upcoming week, we've got quite a few new releases. Released today on May the 1st, we had Mirrored Souls, Rice, which repetitive indie combat experience, as well as World Turtles. Tomorrow, Tuesday, May the 2nd, we have Age of Wonders 4, Layers Horizons, Redfall, which a lot of people are excited for, and Show Gunners. Wednesday, May the 3rd, we've got Cowboy Cactus, Plants at War, Killbug, Tape to Tape. And then on Thursday, May the 4th, no Star Wars game getting released. Other than maybe, I believe actually there is some things releasing throughout this week relating to Star Wars. Um, I believe Xbox Game Pass is releasing a few free things as I don't know if PlayStation's doing it, but Fortnite's also doing their yearly Star Wars collaboration inside the game. But in terms of other games that are releasing May 4th, we've got Ravenlock. Friday, May the 5th, we got Demon Skin. And then no games for your weekends on Saturday or Sunday. But next week, Monday, May the 8th, we got Cook Serve Forever and Darkest Dungeon 2. And that's your new and new releases. It's going to be coming out over the next week. And the next song you're going to be hearing was actually something I was very surprised. Um, Because Nintendo tweeted this song out before the game released. And if you know Nintendo and the copyright ninjas and how well Nintendo does music, we never, ever get officially published music from Nintendo. So when Nintendo tweeted, hey... Here's the new battle, which is the name of the song. Um, I was very shocked. So here is new battle from the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 future redeemed original soundtrack. And you're listening to Player One on Sin. You're listening to Get Serial. No, you're not. <laughs> this is this is how I can one. tell. Oh you, boy, <laughs> we're literally just discussing as you came into the studio how like sleep deprived you are, and I think you just summed it up in like two words just there. <laughs> well, you know what? It doesn't help that the last song was called uh, was by Night Tapes uh, in Ego, and that was a pretty good song though. And before that one though was Future Battle, which maybe I should have gotten in a tad earlier and caught Future Battle by Monolith Soth. That is from Xeno, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Futures Redeemed from the OST. It's, uh, I gotta say, that's a game I keep seeing so much, so much about on Twitter. But 
I, I, I don't know Xenoblade. To me, Shulk is the guy who says backslash and he's really feeling it. Um, I think the main thing about the DLC, I'm still getting my way playing through um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, like the main game. Um, but the DLC Future Redeemed, I believe, and I've avoided trailers to avoid spoilers on the main game, but from what I'm aware, I believe it like combines um, all three games. So Xenoblade Chronicles 1, 2, and 3. Cause, yeah, because the DLC... Cr- Stop me if it's spoilers. I'm sure you've seen the trailer for the DLC. I have not. I actually have oh. not seen the trailer. I've avoided that. Okay. I won't say anything then. <laughs> um, moving on, though. We're going to talk to our playlist. Not talk to it. Talk about it. What games have we been playing? And I'm going to jump straight in with a game that has been dominating my collective amount of time that I've had to do anything, and that is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Okay. And, you know, there's an awkward time for me to finish a game and genuinely go, ooh, that's my game of the year. Because I finished it two nights ago. And? It's my game of the year so far. Okay. Problem is... There's something that I am very, very sure will beat it right around the corner. <laughs> very, very soon. We'll, it didn't we'll, have very long in we'll the talk limelight. about that more uh, later in the show. I'm sure a lot of you are very aware on what that game but may be. Seriously, if you if you enjoyed Resident Evil 2, the remake specifically, maybe even Resident Evil 3, which was not as good, but still pretty good, go play this. It's better than those two. I have a sin to confess. Oh? I haven't played any Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4 is a great place to jump in. It's difficulty... I didn't know this until after. It's difficulty auto-adjusts depending on how well you do in the game. Interesting. So, so if you die a lot in one area, they actually make the enemies easier to kill. So it's kind of similar in a sense to online multiplayer in the sense that you have that MMR system so you go against harder, more experienced players. But yeah. this time, the more experienced players are the zombies trying to eat your brains. Well, that's the trick. The fun part about this game, and this isn't really a spoiler, there are no zombies. Okay. That was... This is how well-informed I am on Resident Evil. Resident Evil Evil 4, specifically, the developers went into it going, we don't want to have zombies. We refuse to have zombies. I'm actually all for that. I'm, I'm personally... I feel like the zombie... thing is... It's a little Over, It's oversaturated at this point. And it's a shame, too, because Resident Evil is, like, the zombie franchise. Uh, one is a great zombie movie. A uh, movie. Movie. You know, I'm going to say movie. It's a great zombie movie you play through. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 is the same thing. Resident Evil 3, again, same thing. But I think 4 does it in a really interesting way where it's not... And this isn't spoilers, because you find out in the first... You don't find out before you start playing the game. It's a parasite. It's a parasite and very angry Spanish people. Okay. Okay. Which, interesting choice for villains. Um, (laughs) Love the Spaniards. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, no, fantastic game. And look, there's one here that if if we had time to talk about uh, in full, we would be here next Monday. (laughs) We wouldn't leave. That is Metal Gear Solid 3. I've heard a lot of things about that. The best way I can describe it. You've played Kingdom Hearts, yeah? Actually, <laughs> do you know anything about Kingdom yes, Hearts? Yes, I know. I, I know about Kingdom Hearts. No worries. The best way I can describe it is it's Kingdom Hearts for straight people. <laughs> <laughs> that 
is such an odd way of describing it. To give you guys a bit more context, if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts, it's essentially uh, Disney... Disney fan fiction. Disney fan fiction and a good one at that. It, it's Disney fan fiction with the most we were afraid to put gay characters into something. But this feels the opposite where they're just like, Snake is the horniest character on earth. There is not a person he does not have tension with, um, which is a, f- a flaw. But um, no, it's a great game. I suggest if you if you really want to play what is maybe one of the best games I've ever played, Resi- not Resident Evil 3, Metal Gear Solid 3 is <laughs> You're the mixing game. the two together. I've played two fantastic games. I've got my game of the year so far and one of the best games I've played this year. It gets confusing. Yeah, I've I've done I've actually played quite a lot. I haven't finished much. I've picked up a lot of things and then like, oh, I need a it's just adding to my list of eventually you've, need to you've complete. Got that list? I've got the I've got a big list. Um so I as this, as I mentioned earlier, I'm still continuing my way slowly through Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um there was one point during I was playing that, I believe there was like an hour long cutscene. Like single section cutscene and this isn't even at the end of the game it's like I believe I'm in mid late game that would be the second longest cutscene of all time I I believe it was round about an hour give or take Um, because I know I was like yeah okay I'll do this and like this is still going I need to go soon (laughs) Um, it was a good cutscene don't get me wrong but takes up time I, I hate to go back to Metal Gear for a second but I said second longest. For context, the first longest goes to Metal Gear Solid 4, which has a cutscene that goes for two and a half hours. It's a movie. That is a movie. It's Kojima. <laughs> it's Kojima being Kojima. Um, some other games I've also re-picked up. Cyberpunk, which we'll be discussing later on Ooh. during the show. Um, it was on sale for half price. so Why not? Yeah, it was, it was decent. Um, I've also gotten into, so I modded my Wii U and I have tried out, um, a Breath of the Wild randomizer. Don't, hold on, don't, don't say that too loud. Nintendo's been very angry at anyone who mods, um, Breath of the Wild recently. I know, I know. Um, I have to say it's been very interesting. Yeah. Uh, any... To give you context on what a randomizer is, anything you pick up in the world, um, well, anything that can spawn an item is can be anything. Some items stay the same. Um, and also in this randomizer I got, they have a randomizer cycle. So every period you set, I set it to a minute, something random happens. You can get an Ooh. item. You can lose an item. You can gain hearts. You can lose hearts. You can gain stamina. You can lose stamina. So it's it's... You can get randomly teleported to anywhere on the map. So it's that, like, Mario Chaos thing from back in the day, but, like, in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because I knew about the items being randomised, because that, that's a whole speedrunning category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that that sounds both incredible and terrible. So I think the, the key things of, like, of that is that sometimes you get randomised and teleport um, into Varudania. When you don't have any of the flame break again, you're just on fire. And then sometimes the random user goes, hey, uh, you can't teleport now. <laughs> so you're ultimately screwed. 
<laughs> you are literally trapped in a inside the middle of a volcano and you have no method of escape. I like that. that, that, that that's that's good. That's good. I'm going to ask one thing, though. With the games that only just came out, which we'll talk about later, um, Star Wars, and with the game that we'll talk about later as well, the big one coming out in a couple of weeks, why did you pick up a JRPG and two RPGs? Um, Because I... So Xenoblade, I've already I've been slowly making my way through that over the last year. Okay. Um, Cyberpunk, it was on sale. Um, I've really enjoyed Fallen Order, um, but I have not been following it the release cycle as intensely as I had some other games. I've just yeah. fallen off it. I've been busy. Um, I forgot that it released last week. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. So did I. Um, but that's that's been my. My last few weeks been quite busy, um, but you know, it's, it, I think it's probably time we get back into a song. You know, I think it is, and not just any song. I think we're going to go into Serenade's song from the Fortnite OST by Frederick Ion Van Staden. You're listening to Player One on Sin. Coward by Matt Maltese and Big Pig was the song you just heard. And you're listening to Player One on Sin with myself, James, and B. Hi. Now, it's time to do something we haven't done in a very long time. And that's it's to do been a, a while. That's to do a review. And even more so over that, a review of a movie. Yeah, it, it's been... The I've last, never done one. The last one we would have done, and this is... There was a gap where I stepped away from Player One, but I think the last one we did was the Resident... No, not the Resident... The Uncharted I think Yeah, movie. I think we did Uncharted. We got um, meter access for that, so we yeah, did the, a the bit Tom of coverage. Yeah, the Tom one, yeah. Um, Which was a movie. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. I haven't seen a lot of things, to be honest. Um, but today... We're reviewing the Mario movie, the Super Mario Bros. movie. Um, I think it was great. I was going to say, first, before before we even say anything about it, just give yourself a star rating. One to ten, how many stars would you give it before you give it any sort of talk? I'm going to say eight and a half. Bit higher than me. I'm going to say it's a solid seven. Okay. I think... I think it's not a perfect movie. I think no. there are huge issues. I do find Peach to be strange. Not bad. Strange. She didn't feel like she really fit into the movie. Um, and Chris Pratt, as much as he didn't bother me, there were definitely voice acting choices that did. Seth Rogen took me out of the movie a lot as Donkey Kong. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Seth Rogen. Um, like, initially... He wasn't Like, like for the first... Like, for your first, like, ten minutes, it's it's fine. It's good, um, I found. I would argue the first problem I found with the voice acting was almost immediate. Okay. So, if you don't know, uh, Charles Martinet voices two characters. The first one has the second, second quote-unquote, line in the show after... The opening bit. If you've seen the movie, you know what I mean. He has the second line. And then he plays Mario's father. Which 
I think he also plays in Mario's entire family. Which bothers well. me a lot because you've got Chris Pratt there. And no offense to Charlie Day, he did a fantastic job as Luigi. I would actually say he's the best casting choice in that entire Oh, Charlie cast. Day as Luigi was amazing. And that's, I love I love Jack Black Bowser. Charlie Day Luigi, I was actually I want that to be the real Luigi from now on. Yeah, Charlie J Ch- Charlie, Charlie Day. <laughs> Charlie Day and Jack Black. Um like as soon as Jack Black was announced for Bowser, yeah. like we knew we and knew that every, was a solid casting Everyone choice. had their laugh, but everyone went, Yeah, right, fair enough. Um Yeah, we we knew Jack Black was gonna be good, yeah. especially once, you know, Peaches blew up. I think I think for me though, the rest of the movie, it's good, if not predictable. It's it's definitely a kids illumination movie. Well, you and I know have it's, to... it's guided towards it, kids, it, it so is... do not go into it being like, you know, this is a movie that's going to be perfectly for me. Although, I don't know about you, I felt so pandered to that whole movie with all the little Easter eggs yeah, and the, the little references. Oh. Even if they're little sound bites, this sound is a whole issue I'm going to get onto in a second because um, I want your opinion on something. Okay. So, there was two things with music. There was, of course, all the renditions of... Mario tunes. Yeah. Which I just think of all the tunes they had to choose from. And now, please explain to me why Take On Me is in the movie. Yeah. The 80s, there was quite a few 80s rock pieces. I think the purpose of that was just to reiterate that, like, when the movie was set. Because the movie was set around the 80s, 90s, um, given that's when... Well, around that time period, because that's around when yeah. the Mario game released and the arcades were popular. Um, I believe that was the primary purpose of putting those songs in. Maybe. I, that's that's the thing. It's an I believe. I feel like you could have put... Like, there, there is a segment, right? The take the play, segment where Take On Me is played. There are so many other tunes you could have put from Donkey Kong. You could have put from Mario. The slide theme. That would have been perfect. And, you know, speaking of Donkey Kong, speaking of music, one thing that I will never forgive Nintendo nor Illumination for doing, the DK rap was not credited properly. Yeah. Uh, Our friend, Grant Kirkhope, we have an interview with him on our uh, podcast realm. He wasn't credited in the movie for the DK rap despite singing it and despite writing it, which is bad Nintendo. Yeah. But I, otherwise, yeah, it was a good movie, I think. I'll, although I will have to say, putting in the DK rap when DK comes in, oh, that yeah. was it. That was the, the usage of that was amazing. Yeah. Because um, I saw a little bit of promotion, like Seth Rogen reacting to the DK rap. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I wasn't expecting it to appear in the movie. It, it surprised me. I, as I said, I think all in all, good movie, solid cast, some mistakes. It's not perfect. It, if you haven't got anything else to do on a weekend, go watch it. Why not? You're going to have fun at least. You, yeah, absolutely you'll have fun. It's a, it's a really good movie, and if you've even played a bit of Mario, just the if Easter eggs, and just, you, you'll, get, you'll, you'll feel it. Um, you know, speaking about... One last thing. I was speaking about that, tra- that uh, part where they could have put a racing track theme in. They could have put this tune in. They could have, although I don't know if this track would have exactly worked. Maple 
Treeway um, is the song that you're going to hear next, and that's from the Maple Treeway course. Um, more specifically, the Mario Kart 8 Booster Course Pass rendition of it. That's by Nintendo. And you're listening to Player One on Sin. Sin. That was Hector Mord with We're So Tight It Hurts. And before that was Maple Treeway by Nintendo from the Mario Kart 8 Booster Course Pass. And uh, if you're looking at your time, you might go, hmm, it's roughly 9 o'clock, roughly. And, uh, well... We might want to tell you who we are and what we're doing, just in case you're tuning in now. So, my name is Bianca, and I'm joined by James. How are you? I'm doing fine. We've reached the checkpoint. Ding, we ding, have. ding. This is your save point. You know, you get do your whatever one up. you need to do to save. Get your mushroom. Um, type into your thing that you do in Resident Evil. I've forgotten the name. The clicky type of thing. Maybe I'll remember a it in keyboard? a minute. No. The Social media. Shh. Nope, that sounds a weird. typewriter. The typewriter, that's okay. it. <laughs> For all radio listeners, that was a nightmare. This um, was it, it was charades without, without the charades. <laughs> yeah, if you knew what that sound was, let us know. At our socials, that would be Player One Sin, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Also, we you know we mentioned the YouTube. If you like any of these songs. Go there, because they're all uploaded in a playlist for you to listen to without us. If you think that, you know, we're a bit naff, we're a bit silly, that's okay. Go listen to the music. We are silly. We are silly. You don't need to think that. That's the truth. Well, well, (laughs) you're right. That's why we're on radio. True, true, (laughs) true. You know what? No sane person does this. (laughs) Look, if you enjoy listening to us... Be silly. You can actually listen to us again and again and again and again. You can do that on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify by play- uh, searching for Player One. If you can't find Player One, search Player One Sin. That magic word does a lot. Um, so, so pretty much, you just gave them two options, right? You gave them one option if they want to hear more of our voices, and you gave them one option if they want to listen to less of our voices. So, exactly. so you get the both. You get the best of both worlds. You, you've you've got. Do you want to have fun and laugh, or do you not want to have fun and laugh? <laughs> Wow. Okay. Shots. Shots fired. Shots fired. To who? <laughs> the world. I don't know. Reality. Fair, fair. You know the what? gamers. Well, uh, those gamers. They might be excited to hear us talk a little bit more seriously about Tears of the Kingdom, which I feel like is a very serious topic right about now. Uh, we're then obviously going to talk about AAA games. Are they? Are they? Are they gone? We don't know. We'll discuss it though. And. We're going back to the future to talk about a game that, if you were paying attention, we mentioned before. But before we can do any of that, we need to dive into our next song. And uh, I've been talking about us being silly, and here's our silly Splatoon game song of the week. Yeah, you're going to do those shots at me, are you? I am, I am. Here is Splablum. Splabum? Splalbum. Splalbum, that's the one. (laughs) You're listening to Player One on On Sin. Utah by Madison McFerrin was the song you just heard. And if you want to listen to more songs like that and a bunch of other songs, that's part of the Sweet 16 playlist. Gets updated every week and you can listen to the full suite of that at Sunday at 5 p.m. 
was about to say every Sunday, but it is that every would be Sunday. Every Sunday. Yeah, that's how that's how days work. But now, I'm not crying. You are. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom releases next week. Now, we're going to be doing a brief discussion, but we'll give minimal spoils. Avoid spoilers, spoilers where we can. But obviously, if you're trying to avoid 100% on it, um, you know, come back in five minutes. I'm going to say this before we even get started. If, if you're avoiding spoilers or you just haven't seen that trailer yet, go see that trailer. Nintendo really went this year. They had... Breath of, Breath of the Wild, sorry. They had Tears of the Kingdom lined up, didn't give us any information, and when people were going, oh, that's just a, just an overpriced DLC, they then released the best, I mean, the best video game trailer I have ever seen. It was very reflective of the um, Breath of the Wild um, Switch demo trailer. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it was just... Zelda epicness, um, but it was that on drugs. Um, it, it was just oh, like I also just a little teaser. I planned, I, I had a way of getting the soundtrack from that with no voices and minimal sound effects, but Nintendo took it down. So I, I was fine trying to find it, but it was taken down, unfortunately. I, I can't wait for that OST to release. My my gen- okay. My thought process when I was listening to that was, oh no, Insane in the Rain music is retired from covers because I love this song. the The best way I can describe it is, imagine all of the the grandiose amazingness and epicness that comes with Zelda music, especially your big bombastic Zelda music. Now add the best, most sexy saxophone. Oh, that that saxophone slayed so hard. I I I don't think I've ever heard a full on dramatic, um, epic trailer with a saxophone done before. No, that is no. not something I've heard, and I want more. <laughs> and look, look, without getting into spoilers, we should probably talk about like. The game, a yeah, little bit about the, game. Um, the, the music slaps, but like, oh, we know oh. So, that we, we like after so little though. That was like throughout the entire, even up to trailer three, like they were spoon feeding us tiny bits. Like we got a decent amount of info in the gameplay trailer, um, where yeah. we got that eight minutes. Like we got to know. I believe that'll be most of the standard abilities you'll get. Similar to how we had the Sheikah Slate stuff. So, this might be spoilers, so, you know, plug your ears for just a second. That area he was running around, on the Nintendo website, after that trailer dropped, they just straight up stated that's essentially the new Great Plateau. Which would mean it's the exact same thing they did last year. Not last year, last Zelda game with Breath of the Wild, where we got a a gameplay trailer in the Great Plateau. And... Like, it's amazing that no one's picking up on this. And it's amazing that it's worked twice. Well, yeah, you you don't want to show off too much. Well, that's it. They didn't show off much, which was amazing because this game was going to sell gangbusters anyway. But 
Like, all the doubters, everyone who had doubts. I actually had doubts myself. And then I watched the trailer and it ticked everybody. The best thing I can say about it is if you can think of a complaint that somebody had about the original Breath of the Wild, they went ahead and they purposely fixed them. I I can tell you now one thing that one complaint that will stay the same. Korok hunting, that's back. <laughs> Look, if you want a hundred percent a game, hundred percent it. Don't complain that you're hundred percenting it. I know. <laughs> like they're fun. They're fun little puzzles. But it I think for me as well, the characters being more in the game is really exciting. The the the, the Ganondorf, which was confirmed. Yeah, it was confirmed to, to be Ganondorf. Versa, like everything is good. Like uh, 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 uh. I just really can't wait to, because obviously, if you remember back all the way to the first ever teaser where we didn't even know the name, um, where they were just exploring that dungeon where we see Ganondorf dehydrated, um, I am so curious as to the timeline of how do we get there. And then how do we get from there to where we are now? Oh, that's that's something that I've enjoyed about these trailers is every trailer shows off Link with, like, different hair, different um, clothing. The hair catches me off guard a lot with his arm in different states of, like, weirdness with, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers as much as I can here. And everything feels... So interesting. You know what? You know, last little thing, because it's a huge theory I saw, and I believe it. I think this is a a, a time travel thing. It could be. There, I, I know there's theories on um, Tears of the Kingdom will complete the cycle of the Zelda timeline, so bring it all back to Skyward Sword. I've seen that. I've also seen people talking about Ganon's robe how it's reversible and has good guy colours on the inside, so he's going to be a good guy. It's a lot please of stuff no, like Please that. don't, please don't do that. I would hate if that happened. But, you know, something I'm not going to hate is our next song. James, do you have that one lined up and ready for us? Because I'm pretty excited. It is. It is the Tears of the Kingdom, the full suite of themes. That's obviously by Nintendo... And let's dive right into it. You're listening to Player One, and where we listen to Player One? Is it uh, on set? It's on set. You're listening to Player One on Sin, and if you're not listening to this, then I think that might be a bit of a you problem. That was <laughs> Ripcage by You Problem, and before that was the Tears of the Kingdom full suite theme by Nintendo. You had me. So confused. I'm like, if they're not listening to this, but then <laughs> that is a problem for them. That, that sounds like a problem for them. It's so, yeah. It's, it's a big. It's a big, big, big problem. It was a bit of a stretch. It was a bit of a it's stretch a of a that st- one. But you know what? I still think it worked. But something that I think I'm not sure if this is a stretch. Are we reaching the end of AAA? I don't know if I'd say it's. It's not the end. Of AAA, um, we'll still get AAA games, but well, for context, what is a AAA game? So, for con- a AAA game, pretty much is, 
a major publishing company that has a major budget, a big team to make a theoretically, looking at some games in particular that I won't mention, a great game. Think of it in a movie sense as, you know, this is uh, Sony releasing the new Spider-Man movie. This is a movie that's going to have so much money poured into it that it, by default, should be incredible. Yes. Should, being the big word. So, with, obviously, these publishers, including Nintendo, um, Microsoft, Microsoft, Sony. Sony. (laughs) Um, I would say that's it for AAA game developers at the moment. Um. There's um, Red, um, developers Cyberpunk, kinda. I'd say they're double A. I think the only other triple A I can think of that I would truly call a triple A anymore would be Bethesda. Yeah, yeah, Bethesda is sometimes when they want to be. When they want to be, Um, but yes, it's obviously a lot of budget going into that, but. So what a lot of developers are saying around the scene is that not necessarily it's going to be the end, but we're very much getting close to a wall between the limit of what AAA games can be. Obviously, there's so much graphics can do, but more in the terms of... So obviously with more money, we've seen the rise of how much games can cost um, through obviously... um, what's What's that term where prices rise? Um, um, my mind went to calling it capitalism, which yeah, same, same. It technically is capitalism. Um, inflation. That's it. Inflation. Um, so obviously, yeah, prices rise because of that. Um, but like games, we've seen some games go over the hundred dollar price range. Yeah. Um. Which is a lot for a base game, not a deluxe edition or anything like that. Like, you can expect deluxe editions to reach those prices for obvious reasons. But there's now saying that we're very much at a point where we cannot go... If you don't want to break that... Because those are like... The, you wouldn't want to pay much more than that for a base game. No, it'd need to be one hell of a game for me to exactly. consider paying that much. So we're pretty much reaching that point where they can't improve the game as much to then justify having it at that price. But is this a bad thing? Because with AAA games hitting that wall and those prices going up, it encourages people to look elsewhere and to True. look away from the AAA games and AAA developers. With that, you're getting the rise of, and there is, look at the last five, six years, there has been an uh, an incredible rise in the popularity of indie games. Um, so many different games are getting opportunities to shine and growing that massive fan base and in some cases becoming mainstream. The idea of what Shovel Knight, Limbo um, or some of the other really big hitters have done, it was unheard of 20 years ago. Yeah, the indie scene has grown massively. Take Well, even big publishers like Nintendo are really giving these indies a shot. Like, they've made the indie showcase event that runs, like, once every two, three months, which shows off a bunch of indie games. Um, Xbox um, has their ID at Xbox, I believe, to show... I believe that's their indie showcase. Yeah, yeah yes, it is, because they have they have all the indie games to show, except Hollow Knight 2. 
They do not have silk song. <laughs> Ever. You're still waiting for that. You, I, I know you are hoping for that for the last Nintendo showcase <laughs> indie one. It's I remember coming. seeing that it's in that chat. Um, I don't know if PlayStation... They do. They do? I forget the name of theirs because the people that I talk to and that I talk to about it, we all just call every PlayStation um, announcement ever the Shapes Show. Um, but they do have one. Every major developer has indie studios that they are supporting. And I, I think that's incredible for a start. And then also, obviously, Nintendo Directs also show off a bunch of indie games in them anyway. That, that, well, that's exactly it. There's a lot of indie games that I've picked up because I've seen them in um, Nintendo trailers. We've been talking about one for a little while with uh, Blank. Yes, I need to get to that at some point. It's on the to-do list. Yeah, it's on that to-do it's list. It's on the to-do list. But, like, there are so many wonderful games that are getting an opportunity because of this wall. Double A is the same thing, and you know what? Maybe, maybe that wall will encourage people to be creative when making a game rather than just make it look pretty. And maybe we won't just have sport game A, B, C, and D do the same thing every single year. But you know what game is allowed to do the same thing every single year? What it was allowed to do the same every single year. Katamari. Here is Katamari on the Rocks by you, Mikai, from the Katamari Damasi OST. This is such a good song. You're listening to Player One on on Sin. And the song you just heard was Hocus Pocus by Crycup, and that's from the Sweet 16 playlist. You can hear that every day, every Sunday at 5 p.m. And the song before that was Katamari on the Rocks by Yumiaki, and that's from the Katamari Damasi original soundtrack. You're listening to Player One on Sin. Now. Now? It's time. Oh. We need to go back. Back to the future. Oh. I'm trying to pull a reference here. See, I, I, part of me was tempted to do the, the, the Rick voice, but I can't do it right now. I, mean, I, I can't do voices full stop. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, but well, yeah, we're going back to the future, and how, how far back are we going? So, Cyberpunk 2077. That is definitely the future. Um, obviously, when the game released... Um, very, very um, negative. Uh, I feel a like lot you were of going to say mixed there for a minute. No, um, a Jedi Survivor was mixed. That was very mixed um, because it's still very. It's playable still. Yeah, it's still good. Cyberpunk on release was unplayable. borderline unplayable. <laughs> borderline is a strong way to put it. It was unplayable, and a lot of people had waited. I just want to remind people, this game was announced in 2013. Uh, so they had waited nearly nine years. Yeah, like, that that's a... Is that a similar timeline to for Breath of the Wild? It's longer. Than longer Breath than Wild. Breath of the Wild. Both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom have had six-year development cycles. Hmm, interesting. So... It, uh, cyber... Obviously, yeah, on its release, I got it originally on release... Um, and I returned it not for the fact of bugs. Um, I played an hour or two, and I just didn't actually enjoy the game, um, at all. Um, I'm not a huge fan of first-person games or first-person shooters, for that matter. Okay. Um. So, but I had a lot of everyone had a lot of expectations of Cyberpunk. That's how they marketed it. It's yeah. it's a city 
It's a mega city where you can be anyone, do anything. Meet Keanu Reeves. Like that. That's was ha- that. This was how it was marketed. Um. So who wouldn't want to be interested in that? Um. It also came at like the perfect time because people were desperate for another big Bethesda open world, and we weren't getting a Bethesda one. Elder Scrolls Six was still only had that first teaser from. Still, all we've got. Um, like it. It came out when we were desperate for an open world game that was a little edgier. Yeah. Um. But now getting back to today, so I got the. So I'm on. I'm on the PlayStation thing. So I had a. I got to trial essentially Cyberpunk back for free, um, and I was like, yeah. I'm enjoying this, so I bought it while I was on half price, um, and I'm playing through it now, and I'm I'm enjoying it more. I'm I, to note, I did take a different uh, origin route, um, so maybe I didn't enjoy. I was really didn't enjoy the corpo route, which I initially took. Um, I went for Street Kid this time, but I've definitely enjoyed it a lot more. And the bugs are not as there. There still are bugs. Which surprised me. Still, it's been a a year. Are they? It's been two years, hasn't it? Two years. Yeah. Wow. Um, I feel like that's probably a big thing with this game is coming back to it after all the patches they've done. Yeah. So it's still it's very much it's it's very much playable. Um, but like you still see the occasional bug. I I think the biggest thing for me. Um, that breaks my immersion is the mirrors. Oh. So in your apartment and other areas in the city, you have an option to look to look at a mirror to see your appearance and if sometimes in some areas you can change your appearance. Um, mirrors by default don't reflect. <laughs> I was going to say mirrors are a particularly interesting thing in games because you've got so many different ways that... Uh, Developers do mirrors. So to trigger a mirror, you need to go up to it and then push a prompt on your controller to then view the mirror, which, in my opinion, absolutely destroys the immersion. Like, I'm fine if you need to press a prompt to then go into customizing your character from the mirror. Like, that's fine. You know something? There was probably a way they could have fixed it too. A simple line of dialogue to be like, Press the mirror to defog the mirror, or something like that. Might have helped, even if you had the explanation. It makes sense, or even potentially like make it like a TV type of scenario where yeah. you change it. Um, but yeah, so what it what the mirrors look like? They look like a glaze type surface, um, and. I know it's it's sound it seems like such a minute thing, but it's that one small. It's thing. just that one thing, and you like mirrors are this they're somewhat common. Like it's not uncommon to like you go to your apartment quite frequently. Um, but I don't know. It's just that it's just that one thing. Just that one thing. Yeah, it it, it is one thing, but we do also have one thing from the from a pretty cool OST. James, I think you're a little bit more uh, experienced with this game than I am. You think so? I I know so. <laughs> you know so. 
The next song you're going to hear is Pulmonia Omnia, the live version. And that's from, that's by Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra. Philharmonic. Philharmonic Orchestra. And that's from the Genshin Impact original soundtrack. You need to pay attention to the um, opera singer. They're amazing. You listen to Player One on Sin. Big Yawn by Crying. Other way around, sorry. Crying by Big Yawn. And, you know, I kind of feel that. I don't know about you, James, but I'm getting a little bit sleepy. Of course, we're reaching the end of our show pretty rapidly. And if you've enjoyed what we've done tonight, there are some pretty cool places to keep up to date with everything Player One. Those include our socials. Uh, they are TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Player One Sin. Check out that YouTube where you can hear all of these songs in a pretty cool playlist just for you. You can also hear our voices, if you so desire, on the uh, podcast realm on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, where we upload previous episodes. And we also upload any special content that we have and are putting out. But with that one, we've had a pretty fun show. And um, James, got any last words before we wrap it all up tonight? Not really. I'm just very excited for Tears of the Kingdom next week. You have no idea. Well, actually, everyone has an idea because everyone's excited for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty shared excitement. Yeah, you know what? If if I was Nintendo, right? If yeah. I was Nintendo on the 11th of May, yeah, right? That night, I would be looking at another Nintendo employee. I'd look at them very, very intensely, and just whisper to them, "We are in the night." Here is "We Are in the Night" by Alejandro. Thanks for listening to Player One. On scene.